type of way about um it is uh professionalism in the workplace yes i have definitely felt some type of way about this so what so how are we going to approach this topic this is what i need to know yeah so we got we have two questions essentially that we're gonna you know converse about the first question is how has covid changed workplace professionalism Mm. That's the first question. Uh, well, myself, I think that COVID has maybe lacked people's professionalism uh, in the workplace. I know myself, sure. I work from home, so mm. I'm used to not having to get dressed up, going into the office. So that's changed for me. And I know that it's changed for other people as well. What about with you all? Yeah, so, I mean, we, we spent such a significant amount of time doing the work from home virtual thing that obviously we were completely lazy. Like, I mean, we just were, we were lazy because we didn't have to, all we had to do was show our face for the most part on somebody's zoom or whatever. So you could pretty much look like anything. And then everything, if your camera was working and if it wasn't, (laughs) then you just had the little outline of a silhouette or whatever. (laughs) Didn't even have to worry about that. So, I mean, I think like once things kind of turned over and we were, um, and things opened back up and we were going back into the office, I know for me specifically, I was in jeans <clears throat> and sometimes like m- more sporty, athletic type attire. Right. Um, but it was also a time of year when that was acceptable, I felt like in my, in my particular job because I work in athletics. Um, now, that's not going to fly anymore. Like I can't keep doing that because that's not... Students are seeing us every day. We have to go into meetings every day. Like, these are things that I can't continue to do because that's what I did during COVID. I can't do that again. So, I don't know. I think it trained us to be a little bit more lax, like you said. But if you have a profession where you need to step your attire up, then you got to learn how to switch that back on and do that again. Brina, you were in the you were in the workplace the whole time. Like, you didn't have virtual right. time. So, so, for you, what have you seen? I definitely think I am doing things that I would have never done now. Like wear jeans Mm -hmm. regularly during the week. Mm -hmm. I've even worn the dreaded leggings. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) You are allowed to wear the dreaded black leggings with a hoodie or a t shirt. Are you serious? Just because I was like, epic. I'm wearing my leggings. I'm wearing my leggings today. (laughs) So, even from my perspective, somebody who definitely uh, was brought up at a time where I felt like workplace professionalism, attire, you know, even um, just the do's and don'ts that Mm -hmm. you were taught about how you show up to work every day. I feel like I had latched on, mm-hmm. but it's because I have a like effort attitude sometimes. 
Yeah, just, uh, it's just enough you showing up, right? Like, right. Like, and it. if you want some extra, no. <laughs> Can't do it. I mean, I, I, I totally get it. You know, I like to wear my house coat dress Mm-mm. when I have to go to the office. <laughs> so Wait, can, quick, I can just... Can you describe, can you describe the house coat this is it. dress? This is it right oh, here. Oh, that's <laughs> what? Okay. Wait a minute. Do you have on the bonnet? Do you have on a bonnet? No, ma'am. No. Because Monique not. definitely was calling you out this no, year. No, we're not going out with bonnets. But I do wear a hat. Okay. I wear a okay. hat, depending okay. on what time of day. If I, go. if I go in the morning, I don't wear the hat. But if it's later in the afternoon, I usually do wear a hat. Because mm. I'm in and out for the most part. Okay. Quick stop. Yeah, so I, I don't want to have to get all dressed up. So mm. it's just, you know, a stretchy dress mm. that's long, that covers the tennis shoes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can just get in and out, you mm-hmm. know. So, and I mean, I think that's acceptable because you're not spending an entire day there. You're not going in Correct. and out of me- meetings, right. for example. You're not interacting with a lot of. You don't have to do customer service in a way where you'd be interacting right. with the public, right? Um, but you have to know when and when not to do that sort exactly. of thing. Exactly. And I think what has happened is I have <laughs> seen like extreme problems with people who are interacting with public right you know interacting with with um you know children that are looking to them as examples right and they're still dressing in a way that i feel like is totally unprofessional um sweatpants and things like that when you have impressionable kids high schoolers for example (laughs) looking at what you wear right but is it is it inappropriate i mean is it inappropriate because of where they're wearing it? Okay. Mm. I mean, you know, like... I think if you're keeping on the forefront of your mind that those who are re- reporting to you, right? those that are, um, I don't know, those that are looking up to you in a way... Yeah. I think that if you keep that at the forefront of your mind, it will keep you from doing some things. Or it will keep things in a proper perspective in terms of like, okay, on these days, yes, it's okay to dress down. But if I'm going to a board meeting or if I'm going to be working in an area where I'm going to be exposed to the public, you're going to be thinking of that. I think though that COVID has brought about about this relaxation. Yeah. Just general relaxation. Yeah. Okay. So let's, since you were talking about kids, Mm -hmm. Let's talk about teachers. Okay. Right. What would be inappropriate? Like, okay. How is it okay for them to be casual versus, Mm -hmm. you know, like when we were in school without saying our ages, um, you know, the teachers dressed Mm -hmm. like they were going to a board meeting, a church Mm -hmm. service, or wherever. They could go anywhere, Mm -hmm. you know, dressed up, out to eat from work. Right. Right. They don't do that so much Mm -mm. now. But the teachers have gotten younger. That is so true. So true. As well. Yeah. And I think what what it stems from is like, okay, well, what is required of them? What is that administration? You know, what's the policy? Okay. Because a lot of times you'll have schools with a very lax policy. Um, I even worked in a school where, you know, we had, uh, you know, jeans on Fridays only type right, of thing. Right. And any time outside of that, you had to be in what they would 
consider um, dressy casual. Right. Or I think you were going to say it, casual. business casual, which meant you you weren't in, you weren't in jeans um, and you weren't in something that looked like you just came from working out. Okay. Um, so so in my head, I'm thinking, you know, you're not going to be wearing a sweatsuit. You're not going to be wearing a T-shirt that looks obviously like a T-shirt, like a graphic tee or something like that. And the only exception to that, in some ways, I feel like is somebody that works in a in a um, a position in which they would need to wear that physical ex- uh, education, for example. If you're in the gym, you know, you're the only right. one that needs to be in shorts and a T-shirt. Right. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, but outside of that, if you're in the classroom out in front of students every day. I mean, we just have to hold some kind of standard, right. right? But we live in a society right now that's all about self-empowerment. We want to empower everyone to be themselves. Yeah. To be comfortable. Mm. Speak their mind. Shoot, really? What's the standard? Mm-hmm. Right. They don't want to be in the standard or exactly. what the standard is. They want to be outside the box. So... But I think you have to bring balance to that. Just like you, we need balance in a lot of areas mm-hmm. with a lot of things that are going on right now. There has to be balance. If mm-hmm. we don't instill some sort of standard mm-hmm. with our young people and what they see and what they don't see, or even an explanation from right. us as right. to like, okay, yeah, like there's a special day where we do Gene Friday or whatnot, but every other day of the week, this is what we're doing mm-hmm. because presentation matters. How you come to work matters. Mm-hmm. How you come to school matters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? For those who work in education. But I would be interested in hearing from our male guest today on how males are affected or what they're seeing or what their position is on what they're seeing as post, far post. as mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Po- somewhat post, somewhat right. in Right. In the midst of COVID and uh, workplace professionalism. Well, I think, you know, it all depends on where you're at. Okay. Because if you're in high school, I think you're trying to pay attention to the younger-minded individuals you're teaching. Mm-hmm. But if in the college environment, you know, you're dealing with young adults. So they know more what's going on, what's what the situation really is. But when you're dealing with kids, is they don't really know what's going on. They may have not had that taste of real life opportunities or real life experiences. So are you saying that the appearance of their educator isn't as important? I, well, I think the influence of an educator is flawed because mm. we're grew up knowing that teachers are perfect and they're everyday humans. Mm. So wow. you can't expect the teacher to be some role. I mean, the role models, everybody's a role model to somebody, but a teacher is still going to go out at night may still have fun, mm-hmm. may still want to party, may still want to be a regular person. So you can't put a teacher on a higher pedestal than you put everybody else. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's interesting mm-hmm. because without giving away our ages, ladies, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that we do have a younger perspective in uh, the room right now with our special guest. And I think that, you know, how we view things is going to be very different right. from the generation that's grown up and they're in their <clears throat> 20s. <Right. laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Uh, would it bother you or do you think that it is unprofessional if your teacher had on joggers? Uh, mm. No. 
and yes, because okay. I feel like a teacher's supposed to be a role model, but at the same time, you know, it's going to sound bad, but I've had plenty of teachers that have played defense with students. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what I think... What do you think, mean by play defense? You know what Mary I mean by play defense? Mary K. Letourneau. Uh, <laughs> affairs with students. Okay. Or, wow. you know, pushing the edge of showing pictures to students that don't need to see it. Wow. They have a husband working in the same school. Mm. Okay. But I think it's all relative. Like, you have to teach young men to not sexualize women, too. Mm. So just because a woman wears leggings and a t-shirt don't mean that she's trying to do something or she's being too relaxed because if a coach or or a male teacher came in the room and wore, you know, the same outfit, would you look at them the same? The same, yeah, yeah. So I think it's all about double standards, too, because I feel like a lot more times, especially in education, men have the advantage over women. Mm -hmm. I have a question. Is there a benefit? to teachers being able to relate in attire and in how their appearance to students now? Is it relating or is it trying is to entice it, students? Just, oh, okay. I hear you with the comeback. I, I kind of feel like it's relating. I think they're trying to get on their level. Um, you know what I'm saying? I think that they're trying to make themselves, because um, I know even when I worked in a high school before, it was like, you need to be able. You need to be relatable to your student. They they need right. to be able to come to you. You know if and if they see you as somebody that they can't approach or somebody that that they can't talk to, then you're not able to build that relationship with them. So I think a lot of times maybe people are taking that to the extreme and they're like, well, let me look like them. Let me act like them. Let me right. talk like them, and then that way I can relate. So but, what ways did you relate? Like. If you, or even if, you know, hey, like I'm going back in the high school setting. Mm -hmm. I know what age range I'm dealing with kids from 14 to Mm -hmm. 18. How would you approach that from your, I would be interested to see how you and our guests, Mm -hmm. because you all are in two different age brackets, two different generations. How would you all approach that? Yeah, so I really felt like me just being who I am and being a black woman um, being somebody that I was able to relate to, to kids on different things. Like I didn't feel like I needed to try to relate to them on how they talk. <laughs> Definitely not the things that they wear, my God. And, and, you know, <laughs> quite honestly, like I'm not going to be able to be like, Hey, I'm from your neighborhood or anything like that. Right. Those aren't things that I could honestly, like genuinely relate to right. them on. So I found other things. Number one, do you have siblings? I had siblings. I know what it's like to be in a family with a lot of kids or something like that. Um, did you play sports? Hey, I'm an athlete. Right. I was or you know, was a former athlete. I still do certain things. Like those are types of things that I feel like you can always find something to relate to a young person on. You don't have to be in in genuine or be fake trying to um, trying to know every song, trying to know how to you know do TikTok and dance, and you don't have to do that to relate to kids. People think you do because yeah. you know you want to try to fit into that mold, but you don't have to do that. And there were plenty of kids that came to me and talked to me and were able to relate to me for other reasons that had nothing to do with letting down my standards. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome. I commend that because I think that that takes. Um, I don't know. I think that takes a lot of heart. I think that takes a lot of pride. It takes a lot of commitment to what you believe is the way that you should approach that type of situation. Okay, so let's take this out of the office setting Mm, and out of the classroom. Let's put this on 
uh, sports. Mm -hmm. What about the professionalism there? And the attire specifically? The the behavior. Mm, Okay. Well, I know specifically like during COVID, I noticed most of the coaches like went completely casual during the COVID year. A lot of it, I think... More so than they would? Oh, much more so. Okay. Like, okay. like, a lot of... Especially females. Because yeah. if you see females in athletics, a lot of times on the, uh, basketball specifically. On the sideline, right. dress. To the like, nines. suits, be- yeah. you know, heels, all of that. This, this past year or the last season, I saw many of them going to, you know, sneakers, you know, skinny pants, whatever. Sometimes they'd have a blazer, sometimes not. I saw lots of t-shirts that were like just representing uh, social social justice, like oh, just wow. with a message. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot more people doing that. And then I saw a lot of males just literally like Cal Perry wearing a jogging suit. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. in big games. It wasn't like they was, you know, you know, regular games. They were they were big games. So I don't know. What do you think about sports? I mean, it's about the image. The only reason why you're dressing up is for the fans in attendance. You're not dre- uh, you're not really dressing up to appease to your staff. You're not dressing up to anybody in the administration. You're appeasing you. to the audience you're attending. So if there's mm. not even no audience there, why am I dressing up? Mm. Because everybody knows that during COVID, most people didn't have fans. Yep. So what's the point of me putting on a three piece suit? <laughs> right. <laughs> and and I, nobody. Yeah. Does. And there's nobody gonna see me. Yeah. So right. Right. I think right. it's all relative to what you're dealing with, like Calipari. If if. I think UK didn't really have too many fans at any of their games right. this past year. Right. So why am I getting the suit for? Mm-hmm. Like, why does it matter? Because I'm here to coach the kids, and that goes back to doing their job, coaching. Mm-hmm. They're not here to look good or play to TV or play to media. They're Got here to coach you. the kids. So I think that's what it comes down to. And, I mean, even with everybody, like, I think the majority of people really don't want to dress up nine mm-hmm. times out of ten. But we know when you're in the public eye, yep. you got to do certain things a different way. Just like going back to being, you know, COVID in the workplace. You don't got to dress up every day to do your job. You don't got to put on a suit to do your job. (laughs) You can show up in a t-shirt and basketball shorts and do your job the same way. So I think it's all about, you know, where you're at and if you're in a public eye. Because we weren't dressing up because we didn't have kids interacting with us. Or we didn't have customers interacting with us. So I think it's all about, you know, where you're at in that time. And I think, you know, taking it back to sports is that, you know, on TV, we understood that there was no fans there. We understood that mm-hmm. people weren't at the game with some cardboard cutouts, you know, watching the game <laughs> and can't see nothing. So I think it's all relative. Manufactured cheers. <sighs> yep, you know, crowd sounds, all that. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to dressing up, I think, why? Mm-hmm. Why do it? Like, even now, mm-hmm. why, are, why are we dressing up for for real? Yeah, yeah. Like, because we're, we're trying to appease somebody that, at the end of the day, if we lose the game, they don't care about us. That is what I was trying to hone in on. Mm. The difference in, I think, our generation, sisters, mm-hmm. of in my opinion, were, we were playing to a group of people when we were taught about professionalism and a dress and attire and how you come to work, mm-hmm. we were playing to a group of people that we thought it was going to gain, it was going right. to give us something. Yeah. We were going to gain yeah. something. How you looked. And I head. think yes. the difference now is we're dealing with a group of people who have felt empowered to say, you don't really care about me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But can I ask y'all a question? So, you're dressing to appease somebody, so is that not using your sexualization of yourself to move mm. forward? 
Okay, so let's let's uh let's get <laughs> okay, off the fire and get into behavior. Okay, okay. right, okay. right. I I have not, but I've known people to use their looks and conversations to get an edge in the workplace. And honestly, I didn't really see anything wrong with that. Okay. I mean, if it worked for them, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, well, so, let's it. be frank here. What are we talking? What are we talking about? We're, we're talking about, you know, okay, I worked at a hospital. Okay. And, you know, scrubs. Might be a little tight. <laughs> Exercise too small. <laughs> you know, might, might be a little snug. You know, your conversation might be inappropriate. Are you giving out the cell number? Uh, we- I, okay, let's be real. People, I know you all have heard the term uh, work wife, work husband. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's situations like that. Okay. You know, they're usually somebody who is a part of the administration mm. or at least has, you know, some type of, say, a head, you know, title, whatever. Right. Some, some authority. So, right. Some authority. And um, I, I think that if you can use it to your benefit hmm. and it's not hurting anybody. You don't see anything wrong with it. I don't That's really what she's saying. saying. Is that what she's saying? She but what about of how it's looked to other people? Quid <laughs> pro quo. I, okay, so how it looks to other people <laughs> is just how it looks to other people because nobody can confirm it. Now, if we're going to go back into the classroom and we're going to talk about students, that's a whole different ballgame. No, we're talking about in the workplace. Well, because if you're flirting with I, everything to get to your school, advantage. But where are we at? Are we in a school? Is that an affair though? Is it a question? Is it an affair? I think it's an affair when it gets physical. I think it's an affair when you're talking outside of work. When the communication goes outside of work. Where there's texting, calling. Let me get them digits. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think... I think uh, Hmm. Are you asking me what an affair is? Well, no, what, I'm telling you, what if, is... if you got to use your your physique, your personality right. to entice somebody or influence them in a different direction that they normally wouldn't do, mm-hmm. that's flirting. It that, is. That, and that begins to develop some type of feelings with the person. Even if you don't think it is, but you know what you're doing is to entice somebody. Right. And so your, so your point, Lynn, is that we're talking about professionalism, right? Correct. <laughs> We're talking Correct. about professionalism. Correct. So, so if if the standard of professionalism, and it should go both ways, male, female, whatever, mm-hmm. the standard of professionalism is that, you know, there are certain things that are called sexual harassment. Right. <laughs> and that would be one of them because what you're, what you're saying is that I'm going to use uh, something of... Uh, sexual gesture of some way about my body or whatever flirting you want to call it whatever to get something that would be called quid pro quo according to my sexual harassment uh, training that I had <laughs> earlier this year you know what I'm saying because I'm, I'm using something to get something and if that person in turn the person in authority then uses that against me or 
uses it for gain until okay then i'm not doing that no more and now they now they they not gonna give me what i want anymore then that's the problem so there has to be some kind of standard and i think what has happened is women have gotten used to their bodies being sexualized whether they want them to be or not Come on and preach. whether they want them to be or not you know we can just wear something that we think is perfectly just professional right but someone else view it as and and i'm telling you even another female right because i have even been accused by other females of wearing something um that seemingly they thought sexualized my body and i'm like yo i just got long legs like i mean i ain't trying to offend nobody but 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 maybe to to a certain point we can't control how people view us but we can control those actions like we can control what we're trying to get out of it but i still feel like there's got to be a standard because there's been so much abuse in the workplace right there's been so much abuse like so there has to be some kind of standard for for males and females to go by um and if you don't draw the line then shoot anything goes literally anything goes right and i would have to agree I think that we don't need to take away the standards that have, at least for our generation, have been put before us in terms of how we should do things. Mm -hmm. Because I think those standards created some boundaries. Do some things need to evolve and change because they have over time? Yes. But I think those standards allowed... And create a space for there to be some healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. Now it's like anything goes. Mm-hmm. You but know, healthy boundaries now being that women are still behind. Because you say like you did all those things in the in the past, uh-huh. but if you look at it, women have still been behind. So, I think so we now, we're in a better place than we were. Okay, but do you still want to keep those same things that you were doing before? that directly impacted the situation now because you keep on saying that the way you held yourself before and everything is good but now look at it women are still behind women are this i look at it as a men issue men mm. can't get their heads together men can't get their heads out of the gutter mm-hmm. men have an issue yeah yeah the women are the ones who are all <laughs> constantly evolving Reimagining, mm. reshaping, refocusing. But if y'all could stop looking at the ass, <laughs> well, if it's natural though, what's natural for women? That's never discussed. But we seem to keep it together, right? So, so why right. not change the standard? Mm. If we can keep it together, and we, if we can not go around looking at the imprint. <laughs> I got way off base. I'm here for. I'm just saying. Right. You know, when women are the ones who are constantly re re evolving, reimagining, reconfiguring how we want to walk, how we want to do. When really it's a male issue. Yeah. It's a male issue. But. I, I do want to take this time for us to transition to another topic because okay. we yes we've done wonderful on this. Yes. I think there was some can, great conversation and we, we can go all night. Yeah, we can really go all night on that. I think 
our our guests brought a different perspective. I think that I think that it was awesome to have someone in a different generation to even challenge Sure. What what our thinking was, for right? Sure. Ten yeah. year difference. And by the way, he's so... looking for a nice chocolate young lady. Chocolate, chocolate. But <laughs> a little bit of cream. Whole milk, whole milk, no two percent. Oh, but okay. a little bit of cream, heavy <laughs> with the heavy on it. Cream. Heavy on the cream. What does that mean? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa now. You said we had two topics. Heavy on the cream <laughs> means you got to have a whole lot that comes with you. Okay. And that okay. means as a person and as a woman. So we also are that. acting as uh, matchmakers, I could say. I'm yeah. so we... I got a gnat in my coffee. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Can you get new coffee, please? <laughs> Come on, man. You're messing up my eHarmony moment, no? Right, right. We was trying to transition. She messed up the whole transition, y'all. It's okay. In my opinion, has officially <laughs> gone off the rails <laughs> with the gnat in the coffee. But that's all right. Okay, so it's cool. You know, obviously, you know, we talk all the time, and we obviously know that the producer of our show felt like it was good, good for us to come together and really actually put this down Mm -hmm. on the books, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Make something of it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, we want to continue to do that. We want to continue to talk like we normally do just in everyday life because. When we talk, we talk for real. For real, for real. Don't we, don't we sisters? We do. Do we, we talk we for just real? just keep it real. Do we, we always agree? No. no. What? No. Do we always have varying opinions? Yes. Oh, yes. Are we willing to express those? Mm-hmm. Yes. We have okay. To. So we're going to keep on. Keep it, keep it 100. So what's appropriate to share in the workplace from your personal life? Okay. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> Nothing. Let's start on my social media, I do not accept any co-workers, wow. any, any strangers, old okay. friends that I have not, that aren't in my circle. Private, huh? You I'm all very, myself private. is private. Okay. It's very private. Don't ask me about it. Okay. Um, wow. If I haven't brought it up, wow. I mean... I, I just don't share a lot when okay. I'm at work because I don't need that to be used against me. Oh. Snakes in the grass. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I just don't need anybody getting... I see. Uh, being involved in my private life. Because like, when I leave work, I'm I'm off work. Right. So I, I don't like to mix the two. Let me ask you possible. this. Do you mm. keep all those boundaries so there's no work best friend? No. There's no work friends. I mean, I have work friends, That's a good but one. when I get off of work, <laughs> we're not friends. I'm leaving them there too. <laughs> we're not friends after work. Hours. I don't call my work friends. Okay. Wow. I call my work friends during work hours. And that's it. And that's it. Have you okay. expressed that to them? Oh, hey, hey, hurts. hey. Okay. That's none right. of their business. <laughs> okay. What you say? That's none of their business. That's none of their business. Okay. Where 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 I put them at is none of their business. Wow. I'll admit. She's cut though. That's been a challenge for me. She's cut though. Because during COVID, mm. I did build some relationships with folks who were there the whole time. But see, you went to work during COVID. That's I, true. You did. I got sent home. Yeah. You know, we were at home working. Right. So, and so I'm still working from home. Me being 
at work every day during COVID, there was folks that I relied on heavily right. and did kind of cross that line that I would not have before. Mm-hmm. And like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Right. A text message. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I'm on the complete opposite spectrum and I, I have actually been criticized for it. Okay. But I develop very deep relationships with the people I talk that I work with. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk to them all the time. I mean, as much as I would say even people that I met outside of work. Um, and I think that in my leadership roles that I've had, mm-hmm. it would have been absolutely impossible to lead For the people not to. Right. that I work with without having mm-hmm. genuine relationships with them. Not just working relationships, right. but with, with personal relationships, knowing you know things about their children, knowing things about right. their spouses. Um, having some compassion and empathy simply for what they have to go through on a daily basis because the the lives, our lives mesh so much. There's so Mm -hmm. much overlap. You know, there's so much overlap between what I do outside of work versus, you know, my time at work. And quite honestly, my time working overlaps into my personal life all the time. And it would be, it would be nearly impossible for me not. not to communicate with people um, outside of outside of work time, and I put that in quotes, work time, because work time in some professions is literally all the time. I remember, right. I remember my wonderful husband had this job, still does, that people would literally call him all hours of the night, mm-hmm. right. and as a spouse. Um, you just have to be understanding of the fact that that's the profession that they chose, you know, and it, and it's the same with him. He has to be understanding of the fact that I'm in a profession right. which requires me to be available to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so do I share everything with people at work? No, not unless they have become a friend of mine, mm-hmm. but do I develop relationships with pretty much everyone I work with closely, especially those on my team? Absolutely. Do I know a lot about them? Absolutely. Do I think that they're going to come in and tell me about their entire, uh, or do I do it every single day, like their entire life at home? No, we don't got time for that. We, we, we at work to work. But would I invite them to a weekend barbecue? For sure. Okay. Especially if I like them. You know what I'm saying? See, I ain't, trying to, I ain't trying to invite nobody from my job to nothing. <laughs> but to be fair, you all work. The jobs you all have require you all being social, networking. True, absolutely. You know, so it's different. I work the nine to five. Okay. And and then I'm done. (laughs) You know, if I have a relationship with anybody, it is probably my supervisor. And that's just because he needed to know where my head was at during that whole time. Yeah. And and I'll be honest, you know, our commissioner, she, you know, she checked in. Oh, that's But outside of that... I mean, I had my circle, mm-hmm. and that that was really all I needed, and and really that's all I've had for a long time. So anything new wasn't wasn't needed or even desired. So what but, happens when somebody crosses the line? What do you mean? So if you talk to me about your life, that's you talking to me. And you just leave it there. I mean, I'm going to, mm-hmm, that's <laughs> nice. But chances are, if you ask me to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, not- now, let me, okay. <laughs> the, the job I have is an office job. 
Correct. jobs I've had before this was different. I am still friends with my former coworkers. Right. Huh. This job is different. And it's because although, you know, um, I work closely with people, I'm still very much by myself. My work is my work. Mm. So I don't need the next person. You're not in help. a team. Right. Setting. I, right. Well, I, uh, you are, but you're not. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I just don't feel a, a closeness to anyone. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, difference. I recently had to tell somebody no. Mm. Like, mm. you you approaching me like we friends and we not cool. Mm. Like, you are still an employee. Gotcha. But I think her, the COVID situation mm. had mm. maybe presented a different type mm. of situation to her. Gotcha. And I had to tell her I'm still your supervisor. You will not, mm-hmm. not approach me in that way. And it was like she was trying to be on your level. Yeah. Okay. Like, and she, you know, she actually was insubordinate in some mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. okay. And I've had to, and, and I will even say this, we've even had a connection in terms of our belief systems mm-hmm. when it revolves mm-hmm. around church christianity mm-hmm. what she believes what i believe mm-hmm. us even having a connection there mm-hmm. and i even question myself like mm, you know what you should have just left that where it was mm-hmm. and said mm-hmm. yep we believe the same thing that's awesome that's great mm-hmm. but i'm leaving you over here mm-hmm. but instead i did a few bible app <laughs> you know uh, devotionals with her, mm. you know, did a few like mm-hmm. little. She invited me to some stuff that I attended, and I think it immediately created a situation where I was put in a position where when it came to work, mm. I had to shut that down. Yeah, like no, ma'am. So, you so, so would you say that you regret crossing that line? Absolutely. The same in certain situations or with certain people, but is it crossing the line or just trying to build a bridge? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I see. In my mind, it's building a bridge, and and at and there are times when people take advantage. Yes, of that. Yes, they take advantage of it. They take advantage sometimes of your kindness. They take advantage of the fact that they know that you truly care about people. Not just them, but just about people in general. And, and they think because of your Christianity, you aren't about it. Yeah, I mean, or that we won't shut that do. down. Yeah, <laughs> and I shut it all the way down. I think yeah, they they definitely do take advantage of that. Well, see, I'm apostolic, so as soon as they say <laughs> that, that's intimidating. I mean, but people. let's rewind the tape, producer. Can you rewind the tape where she was talking about what the size was? Oh, gee. I mean, is that? Is that episode? I still a woman. I still got me. That's what I. I that's what I like to hear. Single. <laughs> right. <laughs> single She's and single. in desperate need. And mom. And, and, and I buy triple A batteries. Um. <laughs> every three months. <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation. It is appropriate to share in the workplace. And definitely don't need to be talking about that in the workplace. Um, there have been some situations where I think that people have crossed the line talking about things in the workplace. For okay. example, 
um, their uh, sexual orientation um, and things like that. But the reason why that may have been inappropriate is just because of the audience in place. You know, for example, younger people that are still very impressionable, that sort of stuff. You know, I would definitely not go to my workplace and talk about me and my husband's love life. Not appropriate. Right. Not in any circumstance, whether I'm really super close to them or not. Not appropriate. Now, could I talk about what we did over the weekend that involved, you know, some kind of family gathering or whatever? Sure. That's okay. I could even show them a few pictures. I have pictures in my office of my family. That's not too much, right, Lynn? Miss, I live in my own little box and I don't talk to anybody. And no, I don't, I I don't form relationships. Not even, not even that. I can't even tell you what Nick and I did over the weekend. If I asked you. Wow. What about inclusivity? <laughs> Let, let's just, okay. Mm. Let's just, let's just get real hot right here. So, if we're talking about folks of the other persuasion, folks that are same sex, same sex couples, and they feel like heterosexual couples, you're talking can't. about your your relationship. Yeah, you're you can about talk about your relationship. You can have your pictures up. You can you can talk about your honeymoon. Mm-hmm. You can talk about all your experiences, <clears throat> but you got a problem if I do. There mm-hmm. might be some reaction like that if a same sex couple. How do y'all feel about that? Chime in right Our now. special guest. <laughs> I chime in. You know, I don't agree with a lot of things. Okay. I don't agree with certain way people approach certain people or way people interact with others. Okay. But that's not my responsibility to maintain of why you do that, why you're kissing the same sex or why you're, you know what I'm saying, doing what you do because at the end of the day, it don't got nothing to do with me. So, yeah, I cannot agree with it, but are you really harming me? Because I had a problem with, with a minute, like, you know, why is SpongeBob gay or bi? You know what I'm saying? Like, but mm-hmm. why does that really matter? Because... If a kid can see uh, two uh, a man and a woman kissing, why can't he see two dudes kissing or two women kissing? Because what is, what is right? Because what I think is right may not be right. So it's not fair for me to judge somebody on my right. My right might be wrong. Mm. I got you. Wait, okay, this is why I am. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say when it when it becomes when it comes to being inclusive. I think what we just have to understand is that, Brina, I, I think where you were going is that, you know, if one thing is accepted as okay or normal, then when someone else brings their part part of it in, correct, that we have to view it as okay or normal too. And if we don't, then that makes us being be discrimin discriminatory. That right. makes us biased, or or you know all the things that people like to put labels on. Um, and it's just because we're in that environment now of being inclusive of all types of walks of life, all types of differences of people. Um, and it's just important that we remember that. And and it's not for us to judge or or treat them differently. Um, because of it. And I think sometimes what happens is that if it's affecting our children, then we have some issues. I know for me, that was one of the things that I felt a little bit in my gut was, you know, when it's affecting my child, who I feel like, like I said, is impressionable and still right. is trying to develop these, these right. you know, opinions and whatnot. 
uh, that it's possible that, that, that she could see something that she doesn't understand or, uh, you know, encounter some things that I'm not quite ready to, to have to try to explain to her mm-hmm. um, until she's ready to develop on her own what she feels like mm-hmm. is right. But, you because know. Because so much of this is put right in front of our right. kids because of social media, because of TV. Do they already know? Mm-hmm. And we just haven't discussed it with them, really? Is it just our uncomfortable uncomfortableness? Mm-hmm. Am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a word. Okay, I wasn't sure. But anyway, I do. Go ahead. I just think that it's it's an interesting topic. I think we could go on and on with that. Well, I, I'm gonna say this: the reason I am so guarded at work is because people use inclusiveness to. Uh, bring about conversations or opinions mm. Come uh, just, on. just to, you know, gain information from you. And then they'll turn around and use, use it. it. Use it. Come yeah. on. Because if you don't yeah. agree with what they, even though it's, you know, um, like I don't have a problem with same sex. I, I really don't. But if there are certain issues or topics I might ha- take issue with, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it's a challenge. It's, mm. it's, it's a conversation that doesn't even need to take place because what I feel is how I feel. What you feel is what you feel. It's not a challenge. It's not about who's right and who's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not about uh, you beating me over the head to try to change <laughs> my mind. Right. You know, <laughs> people can't just leave it at that's your opinion and, and this is mine. Mm-hmm. So that's why I am guarded at work a lot of times mm-hmm. because it's not about really getting to know somebody it's about getting to it's about gaining information right, right. What, what you can have against somebody uh like what you could use weaponize yep yeah you know so that that's really why i'm so guarded mm-hmm. right and i can definitely take a lesson from that um <laughs> me too um, i mean seriously because when you let your guard down at work, yes. those things um, often do come come back to bite you. Um, but you know that's that's why the question started out is what is appropriate? What what is appropriate is in the workplace? And you know what? In my opinion, <laughs> in my opinion, right. this come conversation is going to have to be continued because I still have lots of things to talk about with this and questions to ask because I think we should get a little deeper on this. Uh, uh, what what women is wearing and how we doing things in the in the workplace? Cause I still got beef on that. I ain't. I got still issues on the, I guess the hypocrisy mm. of men and women. Honey. I think we need to get on to that a little bit more and have our male guests with us again, yeah. so we can dig a little deeper. But for the time being, I appreciate all of our listeners listeners for listening in. I appreciate our special guests. I appreciate my sisters being with here for being here with us for in my opinion. All right, until next week, we will uh, we will look for more topics. Look for hot topics to talk about and to bring you our opinion, which is solely that. You keep yours. (laughs) I got mine. You keep yours. Right. (laughs) And we'll keep ours. All right. Till next week. See ya.